It's not an immediate problem, but computer scientists are concerned that a quantum computer could break the codes we depend on to protect confidential electronic information. That it can do some things just way more efficiently than a classical computer, and it turns out that some of the crypto systems that we use are vulnerable to the computations that it could do. That's Dustin Moody. He's a mathematician at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, who just co-authored a new NIST internal report on post-quantum cryptography. How serious a problem? Peter Shore of MIT discovered an algorithm that's now known as Shore's algorithm that when you run that algorithm against, in particular, RSA or elliptic curve cryptography or Diffie-Hellman, this algorithm will break those three uh, problems upon which some of our public key crypto systems are based. Now, the challenge quantum computing poses to current cryptographic methods isn't immediate. Computer scientists predict such a powerful quantum computer is at least two decades off. But Moody says researchers need to start developing new cryptographic regimes now. It's quite a big threat because it will take 10 to 20 years to get new algorithms selected, standardized, and implemented out into the field. So it's something that we do need to work on sooner than later. Can we shorten the, the time it takes to get new crypto algorithms. We can do a little bit, and we're trying to do it as quickly as we can. But on the other hand, we want to make sure that we properly vet any algorithms that we select for standardization so that we can completely trust in their security. We don't want to compress the time frame too much because most of the algorithms that are being considered haven't been studied for a, a long period of time yet. Moody sees three different categories in post-quantum cryptography that researchers are exploring. They include lattice-based, error-correcting, and multivariate polynomial cryptography. Geometrically, if you think of kind of the picture of when you think of the word lattice, you can kind of picture the same thing in three dimensions. And mathematically, you can construct that kind of same notion in much higher dimensions that you can't really picture in our three-dimensional world, but you can do the math for 500 dimensions or 700 dimensions. And a lattice is a structure that kind of has that same repeating structure. And using that as kind of the framework, the, the math that's been built up around lattices, people have designed crypto systems that uh, can do encryption and signatures. A the second approach in post-quantum cryptography encompasses error-correcting code. You convert your, your information into digital stream of ones and zeros, and you encode it into what's called an error-correcting code, and then you can transmit that code over a noisy channel, and at the other end, somebody can take what they received, and it's very likely that noise or something has disturbed what you received from what was intended, what was originally sent to you. And the property of error-correcting codes is they're constructed in such a way that you can detect errors that you receive and you can correct them. So if you take your message and you encode it into this certain way and then you send it, even if some of the bits that you receive, the ones and zeros, are accidentally changed along the way, you can detect that and then you can correct it and get recover back the original message. So they're in use today and used for that reason. However, there's also been some new crypto systems that use these codes to do encryption and signatures. The third category is multivariable polynomial cryptography. It's pretty much kind of the, the high school algebra you learned where you have a variable x, you just have a number of these variables, x1 through xn, and the multivariate systems are based on using quadratic maps where it's very easy to plug in values, um, actual numbers into these variables, and it's very easy to evaluate a quadratic map. 
but it's very hard on the other hand to go the other direction, meaning if, if I have my multivariate function f and I know that somebody plugged in some numbers and got out the number 17, it would be hard to figure out what somebody plugged in that gave out the answer 17. So using that as kind of a, a hard problem, they've been able to design crypto systems as well. Then this internal report on post-quantum cryptography that Moody helped to write shares this current understanding of the status of quantum-resistant cryptography and details what the agency is doing to mitigate risks in the future. A key part of this effort will be to facilitate open collaboration with the public. NIST plans to launch this collaboration formally sometimes in the next few months. Those efforts will include competitions that will resemble ones NIST sponsored in the past to develop the SHA-3 hash algorithm used in part for authenticating digital messages. But this competition could have multiple winners. Moody points out that several systems in use that could be broken by a quantum computer, including public key encryption and digital signatures, will require different solutions. Will new approaches to cryptography successfully battle quantum computers? Count Moody as a glass half full guy. We're confident at the end of this process, which could take five to ten years, that we will have algorithms that can be used and that they've been vetted by enough people that we can be confident in their security. Ultimately, it's hard to completely rule out that somebody will discover some brilliant attack that will break your crypto system, but that's the case with the cryptography we use today as well. No one is able to guarantee that it can't be defeated. We just trust that if we have enough experts look at it and with enough time studying it, that we can be confident that it will be secure. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabrill.